Welcome to Just Saying, a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Saying podcast. My name is Allison Gardner. Hey. Hey! You didn't even get to who you were here with. No, I the normal did not. Well, I wanted to get you before timing. (laughs) What? I I am not surprised. I wanted to get you before you sneezed. Oh, I'm never going to sneeze now. That's that's my goal right now. My goal is to prevent you from sneezing in the next forty minutes. Then we'll have to edit it out. Right? Yeah. Nobody likes. You're just making more work for me, really. Yeah. I mean, Tyler, (laughs) why do we have you here then? I mean, gotta wow. do something. Wow. <laughs> Why don't you just take wow. that beer bar and just Man. whack me over the head with it? <laughs> we love Tyler. Or better yet, stab me in the Man. heart. Man, no. These second year college students, Stop. man, they get pretty no. rough. No, no. Wow. Well, okay, I'm gonna introduce you all okay, now. I'll be quiet. Um, I'm here with Pastor Terry Wagner. Hello, Allison. Hello. And also our wonderful, lovely sound magician, Tyler Staten. That's Lo- better. Hello. Lovely. Hello. Lovely. <laughs> I said wonderful, lovely. And, yes. Yeah. Lovely. That us guys, we don't like lovely. You don't? And mildly no. sweaty. Okay, same, <laughs> same. That's because uh, that's because uh, this broadcast is brought to you by uh, Ramen Noodles. You think right. that was the best segue into it? Sure. Sweat. What's well, kind of taste Sweaty. like that? Doesn't it? But uh, oh, it you're appears... not supposed to say that if we're oh. not sponsored. Oh. Like it appears that ramen noodles has competition because I now see boxes over there that say. Yeah. Cup. cup noodles. Yeah. So what? We got some fierce competition going. I on. ordered the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, plain and simple. Plain and <laughs> simple. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I did it. Well, it was wrong. Then poor children. Yeah, they they gonna get cup noodles. They'll still eat. <laughs> they got it. That's true. They got it, and they, they will. They, they will. will eat. They will. Um, <laughs> hello. Hey why, hey, why are we here? We we're here to record a podcast. <laughs> we are recording a podcast. Um, it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you, Allison. It has been Are you enjoying your summer? I am enjoying it, uh, sort of. It's been busy, you know? Busy? Just working a lot. But you're not schooling during the summer. No, no. No school. Adulting. Yeah. 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 Just... Not Summer's not the same, you know? Yeah. It's not the same. Now that you're all grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Summer's not the same since I've become an adult. (laughs) Well, it used to be like relaxing, you know, and like you get a break. I don't know. It's... I don't remember <laughs> yeah. any summers ever being like that for me. Well, here we are. Okay. So you're you're but you're busy working. Yeah. Yeah. Would you want to plug in for the No. You could and I maybe we could get some money. Uh, they would not pay us. Merch. No. <laughs> but anyways. Right. Okay. We're we're here for a more important reason. We are. We are here to interview someone very special. Very special. Very You may very have heard special. her giggle. <laughs> Let's see if you can that's guess not who, a, that's who not she a sound is. Effect. Not, no, we didn't just add that in. Add the female, uh, you know, tone in there just, just for kicks. There's only one female tone so yeah. far. Yes. Yeah. True. But why don't you introduce her? PT? Well, I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, when I was probably six years old or seven years old, I met this redheaded girl at church. Her name was Vicky Hayden. Mm. And um, it's here, not her. And here we are. Just <laughs> <laughs> My lovely wife of 43 Woo! plus years, um, who has been incredible, incredible, incredible person that. Uh, I would not, I mean, obviously God's changed my life, but 
second in line is Vicky. Mm. I mean, I even said that. I haven't told she her this. She cracked that whip, didn't I she? I haven't told her this, but <laughs> last night at the men's Bible study here at Tri-State Worship Center, 901 Solid Road, um, I, I said, you know, probably the person who taught me most about how to be a good father and a good husband is, is Vicky. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just, she's an incredible woman. She's creative. She's a... Uh, uh, everything a woman ought to be. Make her Start welcome, singing. everybody. Vicki Wagner. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. wow. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Oh, there it is. So humble. Yes. Hello, everybody. She's here. We, we Probably really... our most prestigious guest. Oh, oh no yeah. doubt. I mean, since oh, yeah. we've started this And she dressed yes. for it today, she too. She looks so good. Oh, she got her good clothes on. <laughs> she does. If anyone looks lovely, it <laughs> yes, is her. Yes, yes. <laughs> that happens when you work at a funeral home. <laughs> what? <laughs> there. Well, we'll have to dive into that in a few moments. <laughs> anyway, we, Vicki and I have known each other probably since we were six or seven years old. Went to the same church together. Her mom took her to church. My parents took uh, me and my brothers to church. And um, did you chase her around the playground? I don't remember. I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think I no, chased okay. you around the playground. Did you chase him around the playground? No, definitely oh, not. Nah, you're that's not a chaser, a, that's are a no. you? You're not, you're <laughs> not a, a chaser. They a come to no. you. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> she gets pretty heard about me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, where were we? <laughs> Train. Come back to the station. Choo-choo. Church. You, you, your parents yeah. took you to yeah. church. Yeah, and... Um, you know, when when I turned, I don't know, 17, 17 and a half, 18, something like that, uh, got my life straightened up. Vicky would have nothing to do with me uh, as far as relationship-wise because I was not a Christian. And um, and I and I tried. I mean, I, I tried my best, <laughs> but she just wouldn't. And then uh, when I, I think it might have been right around my 18th birthday, I got saved, recommitted my life to the Lord, and we started dating after that, and we got married a year later, and mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, 43 years, two children, five, uh, well, three children, two biological children, one adopted child, and then five grandchildren from that. And uh, Vicky's with us in studio today. She is. And we're hey, so thankful. still here. <laughs> At any point, did you hold a boombox outside of her window and... No. Uh, that no, was okay. before I, that. I did have a gremlin. Oh, they could have wrote that movie maybe, based on maybe that experience. They oh, wait a minute. You're you talking about know. a movie? Yeah. Yes. Say, Say anything. anything. No. Nope. Oh, Can't wow. help you. Yeah, have you seen it, Vicky? Nope. Yeah. See, so John I'm not Cusack. the only one. Yeah. 80s. So, Vic, you have, uh, you, you, I mean, really, truly, you have been a believer ever since I've known you for mm-hmm. now, whatever, 55 years, whatever it's been. Um, True. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so, I mean, do you do you remember a particular time in life when you said, "Lord, forgive me my sin. Uh, I, I want to be a believer"? Or, I mean, has that just been your DNA ever since you can remember? It's just always been there. There's not a um, a definite date and time, and I know a lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. That was always um, just part of my life. Yeah. Why? Well, because my mom was a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, to say I grew up in a Christian home, I grew up in a half Christian home. <laughs> so I um, talk about that. Tell, tell. Well, I can relate to both sides. Okay. You know, um, I saw my mom never waver from that. Um, she was a perfect example of what a Christian 
a woman should be mm-hmm. always in every aspect of her life, even um, in being married to an, an, an I don't want to say unbeliever, but a non-practicing believer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. is even that, is that how you would say that? Well, yeah. I mean, he believed in God, but he just, he was not right. a church goer and guide. Mm-hmm. And, right. And I, I want you to, to, to talk about your dad, tell, tell people, you know, how it was growing up in that home. You said half Christian. What was the other half? The other half was a, a chronic alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, verbally abusive person. Mm-hmm. Um, people in outside of our home, even our neighbors, we lived, you know, we had been there since I was in third grade. And um, with some conversations with our neighbors, even after my dad has had passed, they had no idea what hmm. went on in our house right next, you know, right next door mm-hmm. or across the street. So um, there's a lot of uh, secrecy yeah. to that. You know, you go out those doors and and um, stuff you just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. go out and you're trying to be the best you can be, which, again, learned that from my mom. Um, I remember her s- telling me at times, you know, she said, I'm um, I get embarrassed or a little sh- ashamed because she's, you know, I leave this house and go to places that know that I'm a believer and I reek with smoke, mm-hmm. you know, and um, or I, you know, things like that. And um, but she just was so upstanding in everything she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How do you think that? You know, with the, your dad being the chronic alcoholic, how did that? How do you think that helped, or not helped, but challenged and encouraged your mom to continue the Christian journey? I mean, do you do you feel like that? I, I, I'm going to say your mom was an angel on she earth. Was. I mean, she was <laughs> she was incredible, incredible woman. Taught me a lot of stuff about the Bible and and God, but having you know, a husband or your dad being the chronic alcoholic, do you, do you feel like that that, you know, kept her, kept her faith focused, I guess maybe is the best way to say that? Um, I think she kept her faith focused, but I think, um, do you think he ever wanted to, did she ever wanted to throat punch him? Maybe deep inside. (laughs) Yeah. But But the focus of her faith. The focus, I think part of the focus of her faith, and maybe that goes back to what you were saying, that it helped strengthen her faith, is that she always wanted to show that faith in front of him. Mm -hmm. You know, his mother was a believer. Mm -hmm. And... um, uh, you mean Big Mommy? Big, big Mommy. mommy. Yeah. <laughs> big Mommy and Big Daddy. They were believers. And um, actually, his mother and, and my mom were just basically in, inseparable. Mm. You know, uh, my grandmother always thought my dad was called to the ministry, and she felt like that's the reason that he drank. She felt like he ran from that. And But my mom would never do anything to hurt her witness in hmm. front of my father, yeah. no matter what he did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, she was always that person, no matter what, till the very end. Well, she was really trying to uh, model what Paul talked about in winning unbelieving husbands over without a word. Right. Like serving them and um, 
like lifestyle evangelism. Sure. Really, it sounds like you don't like. want to push someone mm-hmm. by pushing religion or Christianity mm-hmm. onto them. Mm-hmm. And um, and she knew that she just lived it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So did having having your mother, uh, her influence over you was obviously stronger than your dad's influence over you because you could have gone either way. I think in having an unbelieving or uh, you know, a non-practicing father. So why do you think, was your mom just really diligent about making sure that you knew the truth and didn't follow in the steps of your dad? That was never a discussion. She, um, it was just her living it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was not pushed like it's, I said, no one wants to push it on someone like my dad. She wasn't going to push it on me either or Mm -hmm. my brother. Mm-hmm. She let us make all those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into how everybody in the household believes, mm-hmm. but um, no, it was just her character and who she was. Mm-hmm. Not There was not a single person on this earth that did not love that woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, you know, she was worthy of that love. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, obviously, your mom a huge, huge uh, model for you. Uh, other people in your life in those early uh, informative years uh, where you're developing this, you know, Christ-centered life. Other people that that were influential in, in helping you get there. Yeah, bypassing my dad, his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, his family were believers. Yeah, I was extremely they, close with his sisters. Um, so yeah, his, his family. Yeah. We, uh, uh, not that I ever go on a rabbit trail. Mm, no, never. never happens. Never. He does um, that here too. Uh, <laughs> what? Squirrel. What? <laughs> exactly. Look at the pretty lights. Um, we, we, uh, took our honeymoon in uh, September of 77, went to Gatlinburg for like three days. Cause that's all we could afford. Yeah. Uh, at the famous Yoder's Inn. <laughs> Send us some money. <laughs> Still there. Like. Um, and then we had a couple of days left, and we went to her grandparents' house Aww. in the bowels of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And when I say the bowels of Virginia, <laughs> I'm a city boy. I grew up on the east side of Indianapolis in the ghetto. <laughs> and, man, I, all of a sudden I found myself between these two mountains with a creek, and I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and my first uh, impression, my first sight of anybody of her dad's family was her dad's dad, her grandpa, coming out of the chicken coop after he had just uh, taken care of one of the chickens. Yeah. And I'm a city boy. I'm like, oh. And I I thought I heard. I thought I heard that. First time you ever heard a banjo. Yeah. (laughs) But... Getting to know them. Yeah. uh, It's like she said. I mean, you, you you would eat breakfast. And then have a hymnal song service going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her, her grandpa lost an arm in a factory accident, but he could play the tambourine on that. It was incredible. That's it was incredible. Awesome. It was. Yeah. And, and I acted like I could play the guitar, but I really couldn't. But yeah. They were. They were very, very um, uh, strong followers of Christ. I don't want to say they were religious. Mm-hmm. Um but they were they were very very strong followers of Christ. I know that was a big impact on you. Mm-hmm. Versus, and again, I, I don't. You don't have to talk about anything you don't want to, even though we are recording and we don't really want to stop. Right. Um, <laughs> versus your your other set of grandparents, 
who who were not necessarily followers of Christ until the mm-hmm. end. Um, we had the privilege of having your grandpa at, at church, you know, not too far before he passed away. Um, but yeah, you were close to them too, but the influence that they had on your life was not the same as the influence of of the followers of Christ that, and what they had on your life. You can love someone, but not take up their habits or follow in their footsteps. Hmm. Um, I loved all of my grandparents. Well, I know you did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it definitely wasn't the same. And then, of course, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, you know, the same situation. My dad was not a practicing believer, but his family was. Mm-hmm. My mom was. Her family was not. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's funny how that yeah. that yeah. happens. Weird dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you could love people that were not necessarily followers because you obviously loved me long before <laughs> we got together. Oh, wait. Let me tell you how we got together. <laughs> All right. He comes into church, I think, hungover. Hey, hey, hey. And he comes comes up to me, and he's got his classroom, and he goes, can you hold this for me? Uh, I said, well, when do you want it back? He goes, I'm not sure I ever do. <laughs> I'm pretty like, good, huh? this guy is, oh, pretty good line. is good not words. for me. <laughs> Somebody get me out. Where's the door? Can you hold this for me? Wow. How long have you, been, have you been holding on to that one? Well, I'm, no, I think I've only used it one time. Okay. I it. told my mom. One and done. Yeah. I told my mom. She goes, you go that back to him right now. <laughs> well, she yes, knew ma'am. Me. She, she did know she you. She knew me. <laughs> And I've not, I mean, go back to season one, episode one. I, I mean, I wasn't a good guy. I, I admitted that. Yeah. The Lord has changed my life. But this is not about me, Vic. <laughs> it is not. But, you know, I do, I do want to expound on that just a little bit. You know, with Terry's lifestyle, that's, I, I did not want that for me mm-hmm. in my life because I grew up with that. I was looking for someone to rescue me out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it had to have been God or I would not have ever went out with him mm. because, you know, and and I told it's him. It's not because of looks or anything like that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, but it was because really of what habits. I was doing. Right. <laughs> you and I, and I told him, you know, I said, this, this has to be a God thing. And I said, and if we would get married, I don't believe in divorce, divorce but I'm telling you, I'm not living the rest of my life like I grew up. Mm. So he knew he better walk the straight and narrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a lonely life for him. <laughs> so can you talk more about like how you got to that point where you felt from the Lord that that was something that he wanted you to do? Well, funny story. Our pastor and his wife at the time, Terry was kind of in and out of church. Mm-hmm. And we were real close. More out than in. Right. <laughs> And our and our pastor and his wife knew that, uh-huh. and so she came to me and she goes, "You know you're going to marry Terry Wagner." I said, "You're crazy," and she goes, "No, you're going to marry him and you're going to be in the ministry." I said, "Why? In the, why would you tell me that, knowing what he's you know what he's doing right now?" She goes, "I'm just telling you, because I know that's what God has revealed to me." Mm-hmm. And I don't know what point that I gathered. 
stuff. Yeah. And I accepted that. Yeah. She went home and cried all night. I was like, <laughs> <"Something."> <laughs> looking for every reason for this not to be true. No, I'm I was like, something is marry. wrong with her. Yeah, she has indigestion or something. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what happened. Huh. That's what wow. happened. But she, she kind of, I maybe God knew that I needed that little backup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because on her own, she was not I going was not there. Going there. <laughs> God's I was up not. there scratching his head. I don't know what I'm going to have to do to and I, her. <laughs> and I loved her, and I trusted her, and I, I listened to her words. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then went yeah. on a 40-day fast saying, Lord, <laughs> please no. No. <laughs> I mean, I was fine with being friends with him, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I just— I knew what I did not want for my life. Maybe I didn't know everything I did want for my life at 18, but I knew what I did not want the rest of my life to look like. Yeah. Well, and and, and I want to say, and I've said that I've used this in messages and when I was a youth pastor, I mean, Vicki would have nothing to do with me relationship-wise as long as I was not a believer. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great lesson that needs to be taught nowadays. Mm. You know, that that you don't have to get together with someone that just because they're of the opposite sex and have a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You can you can wait. You can wait for what the Lord wants to bring your way. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Vicky just she wouldn't have she wouldn't go out with me. She would I mean, I had an afro <laughs> and I was I dressed as good as I could, being poor, but uh, she just she wouldn't. I mean, like she said, we were friends. We we went out and you know ate pizza with the other. I would I would go over to his house on Sunday afternoons and hang out with his mom, his brothers, brothers' girlfriends, hang out with Terry. But I mean, I had no desire to to have you know for it to be anything more than yeah. that. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow, that was, <laughs> that's funny. I was actually going to ask that just more curious to anything because we always hear the little snippets of of the story yeah you know and i'm like in the back of my mind i'm like did she just like despise him <laughs> until that point no. or were they friendly like, we how were did this friends work? <laughs> and i mean still i'm extremely close with his brothers yeah i was yeah. the first female married into a family of five boys yeah. so um and and i went over and his mom was not extremely crafty <laughs> And, I mean, I'd go over and help with their birthday parties. I'd go over and help with his party. I went and helped with his graduation party, you know, and I gave him some dating advice. His, <laughs> his girlfriend was there, and she was treating him. I said, what is wrong with you? You need to move on. <laughs> She's treating you terrible. I said, well, girl. I said, I tried. I mean, I had his back, even though we were not dating. I looked out for him. <laughs> I, wow. I see her more as a mom. <laughs> Taking care of something's it. wrong with you, Terry. Uh, you need to stop. And, and things have never changed. <laughs> um, we got married on my 19th birthday, uh, which, if I had to do over again, I would do it again, but I don't recommend anybody get married that, that young. I mean, we, we were kind of like out of high school, we both had, uh, you know, enough of the home life and and we were ready to be married move on move on and, we, and that's what we did uh, but back in that time that's kind of what you yeah, did a lot you of know did. It's, it's not that way now we uh, came back early from the honeymoon so that I could start singing in a southern gospel quartet <laughs> and which uh, just about ended our marriage I was going to I was going to lead you into that uh, oh, go I was, ahead I was with doing it. the work I was doing the work of the lord <laughs> 
So and says you. And playing softball five <laughs> nights a week. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And uh, got to a point where you were you were ready to not do that. Mm. Right. Well, I was a single parent, basically. Um, you got married, but you didn't read the rule book on listen, the changes is, that need to happen. And you opened the door. Tell us more. Well, <laughs> listen closely. Um, yeah, I would spend holidays at church by myself with two little babies. And he was states away. And then one Easter, I was like, no, not going to do this. That's not what I... Um, that's not what I bought into. And so I just said, done with this. And um, they were they were on the high road. They recorded an album and two. Two albums. And one of them in Nashville. Right. They were getting ready to go big and I said, No, I'm I'm not I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to be a single parent. And um, so I left. She left. She said, "Okay, go big or go home, and you better go home." (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that you know, there's been several of those kinds of uh, uh, crisis in our in our marriage, as far as you know, pressure points that led us into bigger, better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Because that, you know, Vicky explaining that to me. Something about a finger in my face and uh, a bunch of, uh, and, and but not yet, true. That's not true. <laughs> Don't have her here anymore. Okay? I um, was kind, <laughs> but stern. I'm fair, leaving. Fair. Just go away. And, and so I, I left the group that w- that was getting ready to make it to the big times, mm-hmm. and uh, took up a local uh, a position at, the, at our home church, the church we grew up in. Right. Uh, minister of music and youth there, and and that allowed us to obviously flourish together mm. in in leading up those ministries, mm. um, and then after about I don't know eight years of that, the Lord we felt like gave us the call to go full time in the ministry. Tell can you can you just talk about what you what you felt how you felt. In that moment when it was time to leave everything we knew and everybody we knew and a steady job, making a lot of money, and then here we're, we're going to load everything we got up into two U-Haul trucks and we're moving to West Virginia. <laughs> and we did. Cue the banjos. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Again. Well, I think with everything that happened that led up to that, um, I was ready for that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been if some of the hurtful things had not happened. Mm-hmm. Not hurtful from me. Right. In that case, in this that, time. This. <laughs> right. You were, Man, you like were we good this time. We should have her on time. here more. <laughs> you like me here, don't you? <laughs> I think I, I, I got to go. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's another one of those God things. He... Um, it was a hurtful path. It was a hard path, mm-hmm. but it was a path that needed to happen to make us ready for those changes, mm. um, especially the financial changes, everything that, um, yeah, you know, it just, it was a lot, but um, God was in it and we knew it. And that's why it went so smoothly. Mm. It did. And everyone was um, accepting of us having to leave, not accepting it was hard, excruciating, but um, 
yeah, that's it all worked the way it should have worked. Mm. Mm. And so you, you think that those hiccups, those times of hurt, those times of, of difficulty actually propelled us you know, forward in the right direction to do what God's called us to do. Yes. Mm. But, um, and obviously I knew you were going to say yes, and <laughs> that's why I asked that. But, do uh, you know me? <laughs> what is your name again? You look, it's Vicki. You look very familiar. What are you doing when we're done recording? <laughs> Fixing like, dinner. Like give her your class ring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that thing is. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Got this other band on my hand. I don't know what to do about it. Um, um, let's let's uh, shift gear. And, and I'm asking all the questions, but mm-hmm. obviously, Allison, you're the producer. You can ask whatever you want to. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, the disciplines of, of a Christian life real quick. That's like prayer, Bible reading, church attendance. Like, how, how do you, you know, obviously, I think that the answers are obvious, but I'd like to hear you talk about, you know, what that looks like in your life as far as practicing those things of prayer and Bible reading, church attendance. What, what does it look like to you? I'm not sure how to answer that. I don't have I don't have this I know some people are on this strict daily regiment of, and I'm not that way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um so I listen to your sermons and I know you'll be glad to know that. <laughs> and you're getting it then. All right. Isn't that all I need? That's all you need. <laughs> Uh, Allison did not say anything. <laughs> and silence on the side of the table. Um you know, I just I don't know how to answer that. Well, I know you're a praying woman. Sure. But it's like you said, not not a rigid schedule of I'm going to get up at five in the morning and pray for an hour. Right. And, but and I, and so I know that you are because I'm pretty sure I that I would not be where I'm at if you were not a praying oh, woman. Oh, that's our, true. Our, <laughs> our children would not be you know where they're at without the prayers of their mom, and so I, I know that you do that. But I guess I I wanted. To kind of contrast that with the people that are like, you know, hey, get up, read a chapter, pray for a half hour, do this, do, and that's okay. I mean, if that's if that's the way you practice your discipline, then great. But then there are other people, and uh, and I probably fall into that category with with Vicky. I don't necessarily. I mean, I do try to do a devotional every morning. But my prayer time is throughout the day. You know, just whenever the opportunities present themselves to. To, to pray. Right. And so I, I was just, I wanted to hear you say that. And I wanted the people that would be listening to this later hear you say that, you know, it's okay not to be. Now, other areas of your life are very structured. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> I wish I was more structured with that. I mm. really do. I just have not found um, that right rhythm, mm-hmm. um, that right um combination mm-hmm. for me yeah. for daily routine have you have you had that before like in past seasons of life or before is it kids just... and marriage <laughs> yeah i mean and, well, and we, Terry. we all know that it's going to be different depending on what season of life you're in so right. i was just curious if um that's been different for you throughout the years how it how it has changed and how the lord has used um use those things in your life I kind of have always been this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, there are times like Sunday during service, mm-hmm. I felt this very strong. Imp- um, I just felt like the Lord was saying, 
you know, after one of the songs, you know, he says, you just need to stop the service right now and you need to pray for Sandra, Hmm. you know, and so we did. And you don't hear a lot out of me on the platform, but when I feel like that God is telling me to do something or God is moving me in a direction, then that's where I go. Hmm. Some people have said, listen, when she stops and says something, you better, li- mm-hmm. <laughs> better listen. I don't know about that. Now, Terry, you no, should it's, listen. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But um, no, I just, I feel like everything is kind of day-to-day mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. Um, I do see now that I am 63 and gone back to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't worked for 40 years. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Um, now, I've, been, I've had the grandkids all these years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is where God was leading me mm-hmm. all that time was to be with them mm-hmm. and to pour into them. And now that this fall, the last one's going to be in school, and I thought, you know, I think I'm going to go back to work. And I, being at a funeral home, there's been several opportunities mm-hmm. for me to uh, witness and be a part of people's lives. And I've even made friendships with two women from one funeral that we took care of. 100% over the phone, wow. you know, um, and we have this spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think I'm learning mm-hmm. from people mm-hmm. um, spiritually every day as I'm as I go along. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Can you point to some specific moments in your life when you saw the Lord working the most um, in you personally, sanctifying you and bringing you closer to him. I feel like uh, from your story and you and Terry's story, uh, those times when your marriage was struggling, I feel like that could be really isolating and feel very lonely. So was were those times or were other times specifically like times when the Lord drew you closer to him and strengthened your faith or um, just any other time in your life when that's happened? I would say more so when um, my dad uh, got cancer, Mm -hmm. and I drove back and forth to Indianapolis for three years to help care for him, and I felt like I needed to make a decision on maybe taking control of things when I was younger I couldn't control Mm -hmm. in that situation. And I needed to decide when he finally passed how I was going to um, carry on my life Mm -hmm. with that combative relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So I had decided that, one, I was going to drive back and forth and and I was going to be as helpful as I could to him. Mm -hmm. I was going to be... very godly and loving to him and helpful to him every chance that I got. Mm -hmm. And I had told Terry, I said, when he passes, all these feelings and hurt, and it passes with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was going to do everything I could do Mm -hmm. to heal that relationship, and I feel like that I couldn't have done that without God. Mm -hmm. Um, laying those stepping stones to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. When um, Dad was in the hospital, and he um, started losing his hair. 
We which, all have, which he had helmet hair. He you know did. What I mean? <laughs> this most beautiful curly hair. He pr- was had pride in his hair. Mm. And uh, his hair was falling out. And I said, would you like me to shave that for you? He goes, if you'd like. So I said, okay. So I'm shaving his head. He goes, you're enjoying this, aren't you? <laughs> I said, darn tootin' I am. Yeah. I feel so powerful right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm a woman with a blade That's in my hand. Right. <laughs> well, um, and, and the cool thing, uh, and I'll try to make this real short because we're getting close to, to time, but, um, you know, Vicky's dad was a believer in God but never, never practiced that Um until three days before he passed. Mm. And uh, my mother-in-law's pastor went up and, and prayed with him. Mm. And it's, it's the first time I, that, that any of us know of that, that he actually prayed to commit his life to the Lord. And, and I know some that kind of probably goes against the grain of some theologies out there. And that, I'm not here to debate any of that. I'm just here to say that you know three days before he left this planet, um, he, he gave his heart and life to the Lord. And I, I did his funeral... And it was a unique funeral, one probably most the most unique funeral it was I've ever done. And um, and and I had people that were upset with me at the, at the fun- from the service because, you know, I did I I I'm going to take his uh, proclamation of faith and I'm going to believe that, you know, he's just as saved as I. Now I wished at that point I'd have had that little thing that's been going around. What are you going to do with the thief on the cross? How does that fit into your theology? I wish I had that thing because that's that's what we were talking about really. Right. Because he's in a hospital. I mean, he he didn't. He never came out. He didn't have a chance to get baptized. He didn't have a chance to 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 try to practice anything. Mm-hmm. But he but he did make that confession. And so, it's kind of cool that your mom hung in there. Yeah. At times when I thought she's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just literally, I thought she's cra- there's no way. Right. But she was an, an angel, and then. You know, for you to be able to serve him the way that you yeah. did, right? And uh, obviously, it goes back to that scripture that you said, without even saying a word, right? You know, you, you can you can win them, right? And uh, and I'm I'm thankful that that's the way that it played out, and uh, because we were there the day that he passed, yeah. and and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was uh, I, I don't want to say it, you know it's weird to say it was cool. That sounds morbid almost, but it was just neat. It was just neat the way it all worked out. It was a beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The end. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, we'll say his name, Buford Hayden, uh, Buf, as the pe- people that were close to him. <laughs> Buf. Uh, he had a heart as big as this room. He did. I mean, he would do anything for anybody. And you very just, creative. Yeah, but you just couldn't stand to be around him. <laughs> he was just, I mean, there were times when me and him just about. Went to blows. <laughs> That's true. Uh, because of things he would say, and I, and and you know, Vicky and her mom were kind of used to it, but I mm. I wasn't. And uh, I mean, later, or earlier, maybe I would have said things like he was saying, but I I wasn't saying them then. Yeah. And uh, but it re- it really was just it's a, a story of redemption. It's mm. the story yeah. of, of how the the blood of Christ was shed for, you know, the remission of sin. And, and anyone can out. be redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And the power of prayer and faithful women or people in your life who who know that the Lord has called you to this role as a wife and as a daughter mm-hmm. and serving in that, even though it doesn't look like it's going to work out the way right. that you want it to. 
And you can look at that situation and say, well, he didn't deserve, yeah. he didn't deserve exactly. that. Yeah. But you know what? We don't we deserve don't. it. Who does? No. Who does? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, one, one last question. Yeah. You're the producer, though. Mm. You get to decide. <laughs> okay. It depends uh, on how good your question is. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll judge that. Yeah, what will. is your favorite color? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, greatest disappointment um, and, and greatest joy hmm. in, in your Christian journey all, all together. I know, hmm. it's, I know it's a big one to ask on the spot, but greatest joy, greatest uh, discouragement. Yeah. On the Christian front? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't think I have any discouragements, mm-hmm. I, because on the other side you see why. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't feel like I have uh, anything discouraging. Um. Um. Uh, what was the last part? Joy, the greatest joy. Greatest joy is probably seeing where we are now, and um. Just the joy, happiness, growth of the people mm-hmm. at the church, mm-hmm. and um, just seeing where God brought us from and to. Right, yeah. right. You you left everything, uh, holding on to a hope that something would happen out of it. We left everything, and here in the here is the hope. I mean, right. And and what uh, maybe this means nothing to anyone else, but now she's working mm-hmm. at the funeral home that's in the building yeah. <laughs> that we planted the church in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Marm, yeah, thank you <laughs> yes, so love. much for You're coming welcome. on. Uh, even though you know it, th- this isn't your forte per Correct. se, but mm-hmm. we appreciate you yeah. and we appreciate your ministry. And the way that you have served this church and the people here, um, so that's that's what really why we wanted to have you on. Yeah. We yeah. you're incredible and we love you, and, and uh, I love you. I, I love you, <laughs> and she can sing. Yes, she can. She can. <laughs> but um, yeah, that uh, that wraps up it this does. season. The season. Shoo. This is it. This is it. Season five, episode seven. Yes, a season of stories. Yeah, she and she was our lightning round. Yes, she Whoa. was. She was. That's almost better than here's my ring. Oh you wow! Is that a redhead joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just uh, by happenstance. <laughs> oh well. We hope you all enjoyed um, this season. It was great to to hear from so many different perspectives about uh, what it means to be a Christian to different people and uh, how the Lord has really worked in in people's lives uh, to be faithful to them and to know that you know we're not alone in in this this struggle. We're pilgrims on this earth, and that we can be encouraged by other people's testimonies and Amen. stories. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess we will see you next season. It's been fun. Have a great summer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. See ya. See ya. Bye.